Well, uh, isn't it just like uh, everything else in life, we are um, running a bit late, just like at church and uh, getting up and hoping to start on time and somebody catches you last minute and uh, wants to talk and wants to ask a question or wants to go over the latest uh, budget that you put out or something like that. And it just seems like things never really go uh, the way that they intended to go. And so I want to introduce myself. My name is Mike and I am a microchurch pastor. Uh, I pastor a small church in rural Missouri, and um, we are uh, planting a church, and we have uh, just a very, very small congregation of about 25 people, uh, and we love the folks that we, we have, um, and so we just are excited about being here and about being uh, sharing our ministry and the way that we do it here with you. And so we've got every Tuesday night, we are going to do what I'm just calling preacher talk or teacher talk, something like that. And uh, we are excited about having uh, this opportunity to share with you. Now, in the future, we are going to turn this into uh, kind of a call-in show also. Uh, and so we will pipe in some other audio. Uh, but this first one, I thought maybe we would just do a general discussion, kind of a podcast, and uh, we'll go for as long as uh, we feel like we have some information to share. Uh, I say we, me, uh, we, the church uh, pastors of, uh, the microchurch pastors of uh, Facebook. And so we do hope that you will sit down and spend some time with us uh, and visit with us and see what we we have to offer and I also hope that you'll spend some time uh, interacting with us uh, you will ask some questions we'll uh, dialogue with some things maybe you can post questions that you have about um, things that are going on in your church and you know I tell our folks all the time I'm just one beggar telling another beggar where to find bread and that's the same thing here we are all micro church pastors we all struggle with what to do next and where to go and how to do it and we all have those challenges that uh we wish we didn't have uh you know in church whether it be uh difficult deacons or unorderly elders or something of that nature uh and so this is just a place to to talk and to know that you have brothers and sisters who are uh here to encourage you. Uh, the one thing we don't want to get to, into too much here is theological debate over uh, maybe each of our distinctive doctrines, things like that. That's not what this is about. This is about encouragement, about m working through uh, just the role of shepherd pastor. Uh, and so we hope that you'll stick with us and stay with us as we go topic by topic each week. And each week we'll probably have two or three topics that uh, we will visit with. Uh, the first one that we're going to talk about today is what are you doing for Easter? What do you have planned? What are the things that you have uh, that you are excited about uh, doing this year? Uh, do you have activities planned? Do you have special services? What do you do for 
Easter. Uh, and if you're watching this after the live event, uh, continue to post your comments down below. We'd love to hear them. We'd love to hear what you uh, guys are doing. Maybe, you know, it'll give us some encouragement for something that maybe we feel like we can do. Uh, and so uh, we would love for you to post those ideas. Again, very casual. I hope you have a cup of coffee. Uh, I grabbed a, well, generic Dr. Pepper. Uh, and uh, so I thought we would just sit here and visit for a bit. For us, we are, this year, we are doing something very different. The first two years of our church plant, we uh, we sat down and we did kind of just the regular stuff. Uh, we did the um, sunrise service. We did a Good Friday service, candlelight service, those kinds of things. Uh, and those are great. Uh, those are exciting. They're fun. Um, or they can be fun, I guess. Uh, but we are a church that is uh, a little bit untraditional. Now, I don't say that in like, you know, the church planner missional thing and all that stuff. Not that that's bad, but we're just a little different. I'm a pastor that tends to look at things in non-traditional ways, um, whether it be dress, whether it be uh, the decor of our church. Church, um, things of that nature, uh, try to make the best of what we have and, and really go forward. And so this year for Easter, we put together a different kind of schedule. We, we kind of thought outside the box and uh, we are going to do a, not a Good Friday service, but we're going to actually do a Thursday night last supper. Uh, we have uh, talked with a local Lebanese restaurant here in our town and uh, we have worked out with them to cater it. Uh, they're going to bring or we're going to pick up um, several dishes that are of Middle Eastern uh, flair and flavor and flavor palette. Uh, and then we are going to, uh, and again, not trying to be uber traditional. We're not, we're not getting foods that are only the foods that are traditional during Passover or something like that. We're just getting something that would expose our folks to something a little bit different. Um, foods that are maybe not part of their regular um you know, palate or, or flavor profile in their families. And so, uh, we have them bringing, uh, several different dishes. We are building the men of our church. Uh, we do a, a Wednesday night men's group. We call it men's huddle and we do the three D's. Uh, we do dinner, a devo, and then doing, I know alliteration. We got to stretch it sometimes. Right. Uh, and so, uh, we have, um, uh, tomorrow night we're going to build, um, these real short tables, those kinds that you, the kind that you sit around, uh, you have to lay back or sit at, uh, very middle Eastern style. Uh, and we're going to, uh, build those and, and set those up in the sanctuary. We're going to move all of our chairs. We have, we don't have carpet in our sanctuary yet. Uh, our building is very old and we had to do a s extensive remodeling, uh, and we still don't have carpet. So, uh, we're going to put blankets and pillows and things like that down on Thursday night, the night that again, we understand timelines a little bit different, but uh, we are going to put down, um, uh, blankets and pillows and things like that. And we're asking our folks to come at six, six thirty, and stay for an hour and a half. This is intentionally not a come and go, come and go as you please, uh, type of a deal. Uh, we are asking them to stay for the whole time. Uh, 
and to just lounge around in fellowship with other believers and to have a meal that would be very similar, although, not, again, not 100% authentic, but just similar to what uh, Jesus uh, and the disciples would have had that night uh, at the Last Supper. At the end of it, we're going to take communion together as a church. Uh, just as Jesus broke bread and took the cup, uh, we are going to take communion at the end of the meal. We're going to have a little bit of teaching time uh, in that window, uh, and so just something unique and different. Uh, when was the last time you saw a Last Supper meal as opposed to a, uh, you know, just the Good Friday service, candlelight service, things like that? So uh, that's our, fri- our our Thursday night. Friday night is Good Friday. I've asked our men, and they, I, for the most part, have agreed. Uh, Friday night, we're going to gather together here at the church as men, and we're going to build three crosses, and we are going to mount those out front of the church. Uh, we have just a very small section of grass uh, out in front of our campus uh, that is right up against the street, and so it'll be very noticeable. We're on a little side street, so there's not a whole lot of traffic, uh, but we are going to mount that uh, on the side, and we are going to um, put those out front of the church and build three crosses, because just on as on that night, uh, I'm sure they built them earlier in the day or even the day before, but uh, that is the night the cross happened, the that Jesus was hanged on the cross. And so we're going to put up crosses. Now, what happened on Sunday or on Saturday, preachers? Nothing, right? Nothing happened. So Saturday, I told our folks, we're not doing anything uh, for uh, Sunday night or Saturday night, uh, but or Saturday even. Um, and so then Sunday morning, uh, we are uh, going to have the traditional Easter morning breakfast um, and a couple of other activities that we think are going to be impactful uh, for our folks. Uh, and then um, then we'll have our, our regular morning worship service. At, at our church, we don't I don't change services service times to accommodate events or activities. Uh, if we are going to have, you know, if Christmas this year, we still had worship service at our normal time. Um, Easter, we're going to have, we have it at our normal time. We're not going to, we're not going to change up. We want, and again, not trying to be legalistic by any means. I'm, if you knew me, uh, I am not a legalistic preacher. Uh, and so, uh, we are, uh, hoping or, you know, we are not legalistic at all. And so we, uh, we just want folks to uh, to be able to come and worship and uh, teach our kids, our children, that worship service and attending together, the iron sharpening iron, uh, is important. And so being able to show them that, hey, there's not much that changes this church schedule. Uh, now, we will shut down for uh, bad weather. We live in an area of the country where we get snow and ice and get slick roads. And uh, so we definitely want uh, our folks to be safe. We don't we don't want a tragedy because somebody was trying to come to church. And, you know, those 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 uh, faithful saints who if the doors are open, they're in the building. Uh, we don't want them to uh, come and, and be part of that so uh, and cause any kind of damage or risk or anything like that so you know we're we're really uh 
push through on those kinds of things. We try not to change it up too much. Uh, and so that is our Easter schedule. What do you have? Uh, what do you have going on? What's going on at your church? Uh, and we would love to hear some ideas. Maybe you have some things that are different. Maybe you're doing a traditional Easter where you're doing the, the sunrise service at Oh, dark 30, uh, and watching the sunrise. I served in a church one time that, uh, their building was positioned up on a hill and they had, uh, this huge picture window that overlooked all the rolling hills out on the edge of their town. And they did a sun, they do a sunrise service every, uh, Easter and they literally come, bef- they start before dark. Uh, and as that service is happening, the sun is coming up through that huge picture window just ever so slowly. Uh, and it's just a phenomenal, phenomenal image. So again, nothing against or opposed to traditional. Uh, we just simply want to, uh, you know, at our church, we're just trying to do something a little bit different, something that's a little uh, unique. Sorry about that close-up there. I had to grab uh, something real quick off my desk. As you, I'm sure, are well aware, we have all kinds of stuff on our desk and papers, and uh, so I needed to grab something, so I apologize for that super close-up uh, there. And uh, so I hope that uh, you are going to find uh, the microchurch pastor something that is beneficial to you. I hope that uh, you are uh, interested in seeing, um, you know, what we can do together. Uh, I am of the mind that we as microchurch pastors, we really sometimes feel kind of all alone, don't we? Uh, we feel like there's not a whole lot uh, that's happening. There's not a whole lot that we can do. We're typically limited by our budgets. We're typically limited by our hands, the, the number of hands that we have accessible to us. Uh, and so, you know, I really hope that you are um, gonna see or are willing to see that uh, this is a place to connect. You know, I'm sure there's many of you that have, um, uh, there's many of you that have, uh, Sorry, I was looking at myself in in the in the live. Uh, there are many of you that have talents and gifts that God has given you, and you know you you use them for your local church, but that's it. And how? But you need a talent or a gift in your church that you have to go pay for. Uh, and how fantastic would it be to trade services? You know, I I'm a tech guy. Um, I am a guy who uh, does web hosting. Uh, I've done web design. I do domain names. I actually am a domain name reseller, uh, as well as uh, a little bit of graphic design. I'm, again, I'm not a graphic designer by any stretch of the imagination, but I can do a little bit, and I and I think I do okay. Um, and so, you know, maybe you are a, a proofreader uh, or an editor, or you have skills in. Um, you know, outreach, evangelism, things like that, planning, office organization. And, you know, you and I can trade services. Would love to do that. Would love to put together a network here at Microchurch Pastor where we uh, have services available, uh, not worship services, but our services, our skills that we have that are our God-given talents and be able to use those for 
whatever it is that uh, we want to do for the kingdom and be able to trade those out with each other. I think that would be absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, we have uh, all kinds of things that we could do. Um, you know, maybe you need a book. As you can see behind me, I have all kinds of books. Uh, this, those are only two of my shelves. I have more that are off screen that you can't see. And again, it's not a ton, but it's a lot to me. I was blessed to inherit uh, a church's library when they closed. Much as I hate that the fact that they closed, uh, I was able to inherit their library and uh, was able to uh, acquire their books. And so I've got lots of good books. Some of them are very old. Uh, some of them are new. Uh, and so they're, it's neat to go through and see some of the books that they have. And so maybe, you know, we could trade books and you could borrow one of mine and I can borrow one of yours. And uh, so we, we lost lock arm in arm uh, get get these things done that god has called us to uh get these things uh you know uh, strengthened together and it doesn't matter if you're methodist or presbyterian or lutheran or church of christ or christian church or assemblies of god or uh pentecostal church of god or whatever it may be because we're not going we're not going to spend time in all that stuff we realize we're, we're preachers. We know we have our distinctive doctrines. We know what we believe and why we believe it. And frankly, there's none of us that are going to tr change each other's minds. I'm not going to sit here and debate you and try to get you to become, you know, my flavor of, of church versus your flavor of church. And so uh, that would be silly. That would be a waste of our time. And I don't think that's what God's called us to. And so we're not going to spend time debating and arguing. And this is, you know, there's lots of places on Facebook for that. And so what I would love for you to do is to be able to uh, jump in and be part of what we're doing here uh, and, and be part. Maybe you like to blog. Maybe you're a writer and you have some great articles. would love for you to post those articles or send them over to us uh, here at Microchurch Pastor and uh, share them. We'd love to see that happen. Uh, we'd also love to see... Um, you know, some uh, other graphic arts, logos, things like that. Maybe you're, you are a graphic artist and you have the ability to do logo creation. Uh, lots of our churches out there can't afford to have a nice logo made. And so you've seen they're pretty bad. It's, it's like their name and somebody did it in paint. Um, and if your church's logo's in paint, Maybe we can help you get a better one uh, again. And, you know, I realize it's all what we can and can't do. Uh, and so uh, we are uh, excited about offering and, and doing these kinds of uh, services, trading services, trading ideas. Um, my heart for Microchurch Pastor is that you come and you find a place of relaxation. You know, not all of us can afford to go on sabbatical. Not all of us can afford to take retreats and get away. Um, but somewhere, somehow, we need the ability to um, refresh in our hearts and our minds. I know I was there here recently. Uh, I had gotten so frustrated and so down that I was I was ready to walk away from church again. Not not God or anything like that. Don't misunderstand me. But I was ready to take a sabbatical. I was ready to take a break from being pastor. You know, church planting and and pastoring in general is difficult. And then you add on the fact that you know we're micro church pastors. We we pastor very small groups of people. 
that has its own unique challenges, its own unique uh, difficulties. And so, uh, you know, it's just one of those things. And I was there. Uh, and so that's part of where this thought for microchurch pastor came out was that we had we didn't feel i mean and i know there's counseling groups out there and i know there's um discussion groups and they kind of go all over the place my hope for micro church pastor is that you have a place where you can come you can get ideas you can get thoughts uh and you can be encouraged uh for the challenge ahead you know, I don't know where you're at. I don't know what you have going on in uh, your life or in your uh, ministry, but I sure hope that you would be willing to share with us, uh, connect with us, and uh, be able to, um, you know, uh, be a part of the community that we're building here at Microchurch Pastor um, and be able to be, be part of that fellowship uh, of, of preachers without all the other stuff that goes along with it. Uh, so we've talked about Easter. We've talked about mission and purpose. Uh, last thing I want to talk about before uh, we say goodbye today for this Tuesday's Preacher Talk um, is I simply want to ask the question, what can I pray for you about? What can I pray about for you? You know, I know... I know you have things that are that are on your heart. I know you have stuff that's going on in your life. I know there's things that you haven't told the elders, you haven't told the deacons. Because we can't. It's the, just the reality of it. It would mean our job. It would mean all kinds of things. Maybe it won't mean your job. Maybe it means they're going to question the next time you make a decision. Or maybe it means they're going to wonder if you're really suited, you know, to be the spiritual leader. And so what is it that we can pray with you about? I know there's, I, you know, I learned about this weekend, uh, extended friend, brother in Christ, pastor, um, who has been pastoring for 20 years but has also been struggling with pornography for 25 years. And that blew me away. Because I've known him longer than he's been clean. He's been clean for five years now, and I've known him longer than that. Again, he's an extended brother. I, I only get to see him at conferences and things like that. But the fact that he, that he struggled alone... The fact that he struggled, I'm quite sure, with worry, fear that somebody would find out. That kills me as a pastor. To know that one of my brothers was having such a hard time. And maybe your issue isn't pornography. Maybe it's not even anything immoral. Maybe it's not anything... Uh, spiritual. Maybe it's, it's not an issue of, of, uh, you know, failure or anything like that. Maybe it's just you're frustrated. You're tired. You're worn out. You have been pastoring. You've been preaching. You've been teaching. You've been shepherding. You've been whatever it is. And you're just spent. You know, I want you to know that 
I've been there. I've done that. And I know how hard it is. I know how frustrating it is. You want to do more. And you're, you're almost hard on yourself. But you keep going. You keep pressing on. Man, Pastor, I, I applaud you for continuing to press on. But know that there's another brother, another friend at the other end of this microphone who, just like in the story, you know this story of Moses and the staff and having to hold the staff up and his arms got tired. And as they drooped, his friend and his brother, Aaron and her, came over and held his arms up so that the staff would stay in the air, so that the sun would stay up, so that the Israelites would win. We want to be that for you. The fantastic thing is, we're just a website. We're just a Facebook page. We're not invested in in your ministry, your career. We, we aren't interested in causing you to lose your job or telling your secrets. I just want to be able to grab on and say, hold on, brother. Hold on, sister. I hope I can be an encourager to you. I hope other brothers and sisters that are here will be an encouragement to you. I hope that you can find that security, that safety, even though you don't know us. Pray that you can find that safety and security in at least a message, an email. Mike at microchurchpastor.com. Prayer at microchurchpastor.com. Facebook Messenger, Twitter, direct message, Snapchat, whatever it may be. Don't go it alone. Don't, don't do the battle alone. Microchurch pastors, most of us do ministry solo. We do it by ourselves. We're down in the trenches, and we don't have anybody to grab onto when we're falling. We fall face first. We fall back. We get up. We brush ourselves off. We do it all again. And so I hope that you'll take advantage of this. If you have something that you want to pray about, something that we can pray for you, if you're willing to share it in the comments, share it in the comments. If not, send it to one of those email addresses, one of the messaging services, because I'd love to pray for you. And so with that, I want to say thanks for tuning in. I want to say thanks for being part of this little fledgling blog, ministry, whatever. Because it really is my hope that we as micro church pastors can unite, can connect, and can be fellow laborers 
in God's field. The harvest is ready. The workers are few. And unfortunately, there's fewer and fewer of us all the time. Let me pray for you. Father, we thank you for this day. God, you are so all, uh, so awesome and so mighty. Father, you give strength to the weak. You give peace in mid the midst of chaos. Father, I pray that as the brothers and sisters that are watching this, whether, whether live or as a recording, Father, Father, I pray that you would give them strength for their day. I pray that you would give them endurance for the race that you have called them to. Father, I pray that you would give them your eyes for their, their sheep. As we are under shepherds, under you, Father. Lord, I pray that you would, on a daily basis, renew our spirits. Lord, I pray that if there's anything in us that is unpleasing to you, Father, I pray, number one, that you would forgive us of our sins. That you would not lead us into temptation. You would deliver us from the evil one. Father, because we do know that it is your kingdom forever and ever. Lord, I pray for any of my brothers and sisters who would have need right now, Lord. Whether it be financial, whether it be physical, in their marriage, in their church, in the relationships that they work in, Father. I pray, God, that you would have your will and your way. That you would supernaturally intervene. We thank you, Father. We give you all the praise and all the glory. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you for being part of uh, our podcast today, videocast podcast. Uh, we pray that you'll join us next Tuesday at 7 o'clock Central Time. Be part of the conversation. Let us know what you've got going on. We will post the topics and the discussion questions uh, during the week. And I look forward to seeing you uh, next Tuesday night. Be watching the blog, uh, microchurchpastor.com, for other videos, other articles, helps. Uh, and if you have any to share, we'd love to see them. Again, thank you so much. God bless.